0: Well, it's good to be with you again today. Uh, Wherever you might be, whether you're here at Northern in the auditorium, whether you're at home, or whether you're listening on one of the recordings. It's been a significant week in the life of the USA with the inauguration ceremony of the 46th president. While similar, uh, while it was a smaller than normal um, inauguration ceremony with increased security, it still had its fair share of pomp and ceremony. Symbolisms were on display if you knew where to look. From those who were chosen to join through to the details of what Bibles were used and who they were borrowed from through, that were used during the, the Oath of Allegiance. Around 2,000 years ago, there was another inauguration ceremony that took place for a king. But the symbols that uh, on this occasion were used could easily have been overlooked by those that were there. Partly because it took place away from the the rank and file people, uh, away from the crowds, away from the city. And partly because pretty much everyone was caught off guard when it happened last week we looked at matthew chapter 3 verses 1 to 12 and today if you have your bibles with you i invite you to pick up where we left off as we continue to follow jesus last week we left john the baptizer in the jordan river waist deep baptizing people who wanted to live life well by following god if you missed last week's message then feel free to catch up with it online or ask anyone here that didn't sleep through the message. I'm sure they'll be able to quote me word for word. Um, but I don't want to linger too much longer because John has been left in the Jordan River for over a week. And you know if you are in water for a long time, how you get that pruny sort of toes and those sorts of things? Well, we need to get him out of the water pretty soon. And we'll do that before today's message is out. Given the extra level of understanding of why John baptised people that we looked at last week, we recognise that, sure, John was baptising people to help them to get right with God, repenting, choosing to change their way, uh, the the way that they were living life and that they wanted to now follow God instead. That it was involved in confessing their sins and getting baptised to symbolise, to signify, to testify to others, to bear witness that they wanted to live life well, following God. But the Gospel of John, in John chapter 1, verses 29 to 34, also records that John the baptizer, um, his, his role of baptizing people was to reveal the Messiah. Now, remember that John was the one that was called to help people get ready for the Messiah's coming. And John was called to point people to God, to point people to the Messiah, but also to point out the Messiah to others. But John wasn't entirely sure who that would be. In John chapter 1, verses 29 to 34, we read these words, starting at verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, a man is coming after me who is greater than I am, for he existed long before me. Now, recognize this. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I've been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel then john testified i saw the holy spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him i didn't know he was the one but when god sent me to baptize with water he told me the one on whom you see the spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the holy spirit i saw this happen to jesus so i testify that he is the chosen one of god so John's baptism was to help people to recognise the Messiah, to confirm that Messiah's identity when he saw the Spirit descend on whoever this person might be. So back to John in the Jordan River and Matthew chapter 3 and the account of what happened there. Since returning from Egypt as political and religious refugees, Jesus and his uh, family that um, grew, his siblings, having up to six um, siblings, if not a few more. Uh, Mary and Joseph had been living in Nazareth in the region of Galilee for the last 25 years or so. When Jesus was around 30 years of age, he travels to, from Nazareth and the region of Galilee south to the Jordan Valley, which sits on the Dead Sea Fault line. Matthew Chapter 3, verse 13 says this. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to take, talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? For John, there is a progressive revelation of the Messiah taking place, which started even before John was born. Mary, possibly pregnant at the time, visits Elizabeth, who is almost seven months pregnant, with John. When Mary arrives, John, prompted by the Holy Spirit, leaps in Elizabeth's womb. We don't know whether the two families connect again. Still now, seeing Jesus making his way through the crowd, coming down to the riverbank, John is moved by the Holy Spirit once again as his heart starts thumping in his chest. People see this awkward moment where John seems to protest, as it were, tries to stop Jesus from being baptized. Now, the idea of ceremonial cleansing for religious purposes was used by Babylonian worshippers of Enki, um, the god of water, the Egyptians used uh, water as a, a purification right for newborn babies and bathing was a part of the initiation process for those that were joining the cult of ISIS. It's believed that almost all the ancient religions recognised some form of spiritual cleansing, renewal or initiation that was accomplished through the washing or immersion in water. For John's audience, ceremonial washing was an integral part of the Jewish religious system. Baptism was used as a form of initiation and cleansing for Gentile converts who were wanting to become a part of the Jewish religion. John takes this existing tradition and introduces another layer of meaning to it by associating it with repentance, which we looked at last week. We also know from last week that John wasn't afraid to call out the hypocrites. You know, people's hypocrisy, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, who had already um, received an earful from John because of them wanting to come and pass judgment on John as he's baptizing. But here, the hesitation between John and Jesus is different. John recognizes that Jesus is far and above john in ministry stature confused and off balance john wants to turn things around 180 degrees in john's mind he was inferior and jesus was superior in verse 14 we read i am the one who needs to be baptized by you he said so why are you coming to me But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agrees to baptize him. Then something amazing happens in verse 16. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. The triune God had this special moment together. God the son gets baptized. God the spirit settles on Jesus like a dove coming down to bask in the celebration. And God the father speaks over his son. This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. If we were to modernize that terminology a little, God the Father, a proud Father, looks on His Son, full of love, and says, that's my boy. Now, that's how you do an inauguration. Simple, yet rich and full of symbolism full of love, setting apart, equipping, and empowering for ministry. Jesus' baptism marks the official start of Jesus' ministry as the Messiah, the coming of the King that John was preparing people for. But why baptism? Surely there are other ways that Jesus could have marked the beginning of his ministry there's other ways that inauguration could have taken place. There are a couple of significant aspects that are worthy of our attention here today. The Son of God took on flesh. God fleshed himself out in, uh, in the person and in the work of Jesus. As Jesus says later, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. If you have seen me, you have seen god jesus is both fully man but also fully god jesus behavior and actions are fully consistent with creator god but jesus also seeks to identify himself with us in isaiah 53 verse 12 we we're reminded of these words he was counted among the rebels he bore the sins of many and intercedes for rebels often this is attributed to jesus in the lead up to his crucifixion and his crucifixion but at the start of jesus ministry jesus declares to those who are also getting baptized that i am with you i am the one for you through me Your desire to have a restored relationship with God will be fulfilled. Jesus' baptism demonstrates his desire to identify himself fully with us. John was right. Jesus did not have to get baptized, Jesus was without sin. Baptism was not about um, repenting or confession for Jesus. Jesus' baptism came out of a desire for Jesus to identify himself with us so that we can identify ourselves with him. A powerful thing takes place when we get baptised. Yes, we're acknowledging that our lives um, and that living for ourselves sells us up short of living life well. Trying to set ourselves up for the as the most important person in the world always brings us unstuck in this life and in the next. But following Jesus, accepting Jesus as our saviour and our king, acknowledges Jesus in his rightful place. We are sinful and we need rescuing. We need saving. And as Joe read earlier from Romans 6 verses 1 to 10, baptism symbolizes not only our desire to put to death our old way of living um, and going in under the water, but coming up up out of the water, we are demonstrating our desire to live a new life, a life following after Jesus. It's not saying that everything that and all that we did before we got baptized, before we became a Christian was bad. It's not about saying that, but it's saying that we want to live the best life possible that we don't want to settle for second best. If you have not made a decision to follow Jesus and would like to talk to someone more about this, then I encourage you to have a chat to Sam, have a chat to Aletheia, have a chat to me or another follower of Jesus that you trust. But also if you have not been baptised and and if what we've talked about last week and this week has sparked in you an interest and you'd like to know more about baptism, then once again, I'd love the opportunity, we'd love the opportunity to talk with you some more about that. We're going to look once again at maybe, uh, if we can, to have a baptismal service on Easter Sunday. And so if there's people that would like to talk to me, or Sam or Alethea, about getting baptised, then we'd love to have a chat to you about that. It's a great way where we can identify ourselves with Jesus and say, I'm following Jesus. That's my life choice. You know, as I prepared for today, I was also reflecting on that whole matter of choice. Often we can think about Jesus' life as almost being fatalistic, as it were, a robotic posture of being the Messiah or our rescuer. But there were significant choices that were made in Jesus' life. The Son of God, in unity with the Father and the Spirit, chose that the Son would take on flesh and blood and become fully human. As Paul reminds us in Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he, he chose He gave up his divine privileges and he chose. He took on the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. The son of God chose to be fully human. And in his identification with us, Jesus also continued that life of choice. Luke's account reminds us that Jesus also made the choice to go and be obedient to his parents. Jesus chose to follow God's will. It's a rich and symbolic identification with us. In the rich and symbolic identification with us, Jesus' baptism was also a prophetic act symbolizing what would take place around three years later when he would die for our sins, and that we can have new life in him jesus inauguration in his baptism was choosing the path as our rescuer this is not a one-time choice as we will discover jesus was faced with choices and we will discover also that he at times wrestled with those choices and the cost that came with making some of those choices. You know, for us today, we are also faced with choices. Some big, some small. But how do our choices reveal who we follow? Do our choices have us move closer in our relationship with Jesus? Or are they leading us away from following Jesus? Choices are not always easy but good choices of following Jesus bring the greatest reward. May you know that those choices of following Jesus, to choose to identify with Jesus, may you know that God the Father has loving words that wash over you when you make those good choices. That's my girl. That's my boy. That's my child. Let me pray. Jesus, we we thank you for your your desire to identify with us, that in you going into the water to be baptized, you are identifying with our need for a saviour and that you are being that saviour for us, that you continue to be that saviour for us. Jesus, we also thank you that you chose to take on the role of the Messiah, that it was a choice that you knew the the full implications of, that it would lead to your death and your resurrection. But in that you chose to do this for us. Jesus, help us in our desire in our willingness, in our attitude of being able to identify with you, that we would be pleased to do so. But also, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would continue to help us in the choices that we make today and in the days ahead to make decisions, to choose well those things that will draw us into a closer relationship with you. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So how might we respond today? How might we respond to the things that God might be saying to us today? Well, there's a couple of questions that I have for you here and wherever you might be. Would you like to know more about being a follower of Jesus, whether it be to make a commitment to say, hey, listen, this is something that I want to do. This is something that I want to be a part of. Jesus was prepared to identify himself with me. I want to identify myself with him. And if you'd like to talk to someone about that, then just let us know on those response cards or through the chat. But also, if you'd like to know more about how to uh, follow Jesus through baptism, then we'd love the opportunity to talk to you about that. Perhaps you'd like to use that response time to respond by praying a prayer, inviting God to be at work in you, to help you to humbly identify yourself, as a follower of Jesus. Perhaps there's choices that are coming up for you. They might be big choices, they might be small choices, but choices that you know, that you're aware of. Pray about those choices and ask God to be at work in those choices to help them to to be choices that help you to follow Jesus more closely. We're going to have some music played. The response cards are there or the chat function as well. And I encourage you to take this time to respond to God. God bless you.